Welcome to Paradigms at Paradigms.life. Welcome to another episode of Paradigms. Hi, I'm Baruch, your host. Very happy to be here with you, bringing you inspired, inspiring people with visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans. I know that's a mouthful. I get to say it to you every week, but really, we bring you the most amazing people. It's such a great gig doing Paradigms because I get to talk with just wonderful folks. On this episode of Paradigms, we're meeting a musician named Max Gomez. Max is from New Mexico, and he plays the guitar and writes songs and travels around and performs, and he'll tell us about that and play for us and talk about a bunch of different things that I think you'll find interesting. Max has a new EP out. He'll be talking about that. So let's get right to it and meet my guest on this episode of Paradigms. Max Gomez, welcome to Paradigms. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are a very interesting fellow with an interesting story. You're a pretty young guy. You're in your 20s, I think. And My odometer just ticked over to 30. All right. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, thanks. <laughs> but you've been making music for a long time, and I listen to your music, and you're just one of these natural musician guys. <laughs> When did you start playing the guitar? How did that happen? Well, it's pretty simple, uh, classic story in a sense. Um, I was uh, the youngest in a family with five boys. And uh, my uh, older brother, Zach, who was kind of a middle-aged brother, he was in the middle of us, he wound up getting a guitar when he was about 16. And... Uh, you know, I paid attention. I noticed, and and I was only about, you know, eight or nine years old. And Zach was a about the coolest guy on the planet, and he was playing this beautiful black Gibson Les Paul with golden pickups, and and of course he had the fancy sports car and and his beautiful girlfriend. And I looked up to him. Uh, he was witty and funny, and so when he started playing that thing. I noticed, and I started playing it when he wasn't around, and eventually I played it so much. Uh, I think there was one under the Christmas tree when I was about ten. Ah, and that's that's it. That was the that was the curse. It unfolded there in you know festive wrapping under a Christmas tree when I was ten years old. Was it hard for you to learn or easy? I mean, you know, when you want something it's kind of easier to pursue it. What what was the drive like inside you? I mean, you were a young kid. Yeah, as a young kid, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. Um, it has a lot to do with, with my older brother that I'm talking about. He was very uh, in-depth, in-tuned with unusual music for kids. We listened to like B.B. King pretty much religiously when he was, you know, 15, 16, and I was eight and nine years old, all we listened to were old blues records, which doesn't make any sense. All our friends were kind of listening to that early hip-hop stuff, and, 
you know, the Sublime uh, record was a big hit amongst our peers and stuff. So I don't know how we wound up chasing, you know, blues music. And we even went to concerts. And, and I don't know. That was that just sort of didn't make any sense and still doesn't. But that's what we did. And and the passion for in blues music, you know, it's very contagious. And I think I might have picked it up a little bit at a young age and just sort of carried on chasing what am I doing? How can I play this instrument and how can I get better at it, et cetera, as I was a kid? There's something in that music that's so universal. I think it really would be hard to, for anyone to hear it and not connect to it. Yeah, the blues kind of revolves around love and, and heartache. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, making a living. Human emotions. Just, just raw roots, the roots of it all. The roots of American music comes from, you know, uh, Robert Johnson and, and the people that were recorded around that same time and the people who weren't recorded that we'll never know about that were, you know, the forefathers of what Robert Johnson did. Yeah. And there are thousands of them, and you're right, we'll never even know their names. Right. That's Max Gomez, and we're going to hear some of his music right now, and then we'll be back with more of that conversation. Here is a song from Max's recent EP, Me and Joe. It's called Senseless Love. This is Paradigms at paradigms.life.
can see, get it You dare to be so cruel Then it's gone Then it's gone Senseless lover, does it mean I don't know Can I feel it just the same? Could I walk out when it's time for letting go? When it's gone, when it's gone away, then it's gone, then it's gone, then it's gone away, then it's gone, then it's gone, then it's gone away, then it's gone. That's Max Gomez with his song, Senseless Love, from his EP, Me and Joe. Here's the next part of my conversation with Max Gomez. As I was listening to your music, uh, getting ready to talk with you, it reminded me of Arlo Guthrie and Woody Guthrie and, you know, Utah Phillips and these folks who traveled around and and lived that kind of hobo life and sang about what they encountered amongst humanity and and your music really reminds me of that the songs are like stories and they're about people and and very uh kind of low-key in a way like you're not jumping up and down you're just kind of very calmly revealing yeah i i kind of agree with you there and what a great compliment thank you so much for saying that about woody guthrie and arlo guthrie those guys are definitely some godfathers to some of the music that I play and, you know, some of the study that I've, that I've taken on. Um, Woody Guthrie is the true original, the American folk singer. Pretty well wrote the book. And uh, what a trippy story he has coming from a privileged family that kind of lost it all and then wound up a day laborer with a guitar on his back. Yeah, I travel around. It it goes hand in hand with this job. As a as a young singer songwriter, you know, I think I think the only business, um, well, some of the most tangible business that I that I have a chance at is is playing shows. Nowadays, with the record industry being kind of questionable and and internet royalties being very minimal you know i'm sure you've heard it before and talked about it before but to make a living we pretty well have to become the record company and and sell our cds or our t-shirts and what have you to the audience directly at concerts so traveling around is pretty much my day job I call myself a professional mover uh, first, a musician and a performer second. (laughs) So now we know how you're paying the bills. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think myself and and a lot of my peers are kind of in that same boat. 
And so if you're listening out there, you know, keep an eye out for me. I'm, chances are I'm coming to a town near you, and uh, I've got some stories to sing you about towns that uh, I've passed through and places I've been and people I've seen and, and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's a natural inspiration. That's the role, that's the job of the troubadour, is to travel the land and pick up the news and carry it from town to town in song and tell us the stories of our neighbors. And your music, <laughs> is an, it's an ancient thing, and it's part of the fabric of society. You know, music keeps us connected, and what you're doing specifically is about keeping people connected. Uh, I got one for you. A story that I pretty well took out of real life and put down into a song. And it's a story that I got from some friends of mine in a little town in Arkansas, a little place called Heber Springs, Arkansas, where they bought an antique store. They're a young couple. They might as well be married because now they're, you know, mortgage partners on this antique shop. I couldn't help but think how crazy are they doing this you know they uh they're both in their early 20s selling antiques they don't know the first thing about them <laughs> but i sure do love my friends and, and uh, they host me when i come through town just about every summer my friend he does something you know in the oil fields and the, the young lady his girlfriend she runs that antique store now eight days a week and uh, i made up a song from her perspective you know about this antique store I could sing you a little bit of it if you'd like. Yeah, that would be great. I was thinking I'd just play you like a, a, a little bit of this just so you get an idea. Hot summer, lazy day. What keeps the money away? All of the people pass by They never stop to say hi I wish they would walk through the door Of my lonely old antique store That's the first verse and you know, thus unveils verse by verse the saga of the antique store in Heber Springs. Ah, it's a great beginning of a great story. Yeah. Nice. Hey, what kind of guitar are you playing? This one that I'm playing right now is a uh, 1950 Martin uh, 018. It's got a great sound. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a classic. It's a smaller body, mahogany, antique American guitar, just about as nice as they come, I think. It's definitely you can hear that that bluesy sound. It's so it's just a familiar sound and just imagine all the people who've played that guitar. I know, you know this guitar when I got it, it had all these beat up wear marks all over it including on the headstock it actually has a screw hole in it and it made me wonder what was going on there i came to the conclusion that somebody screwed something in there so they could put a strap on the neck 
And it just tells me that whomever played it, played it while they were standing up. So they were, you know, at the very least, uh, you know, semi-professional performer. And so that guitar has been singing songs, I assume, for about 60 or 70 years now. That's a whole amazing bunch of stories right there in your hands. Yeah. We've been talking with Max Gomez, and he has a couple of albums out. One is the new EP, Me and Joe. He has another CD called Rule the World, and we're going to hear a song from that album right now. It's called Ball and Chain. That's Ball and Chain from Max Gomez's album, Rule the World. And now we're going to talk with Max a bit about a folk festival he helped start. You are one of the people or the person who started the Red River Folk Festival. And that by the time this airs, it will have already happened. 
Tell us about it, though. How did it get started, and, and uh, what are you looking forward to at this year's festival? The Red River Folk Festival takes place in this little town, uh, Red River, New Mexico. It's about 30 miles north of Taos in the mountains. I'm from Taos. I grew up in Taos. And uh, as I sort of began playing music around that area when I was first getting going and starting to play, I wound up getting a gig in Red River. You know, I was probably 15 or 17 years old or something. And the, the fellow there that booked me, his name is Steve Hagland, and he's kind of the godfather of the music scene, at least for the kind of music that me and my friends play. And he, he kind of owns the venue and puts on the shows and puts us up in the hotel and feeds us on steak and lobster and all that stuff. It's a pretty nice place. Anyways, he approached me a few years back and said, what do you think about calling up all your friends for this weekend, and uh, we'll put on a little festival. We'll call it the the Max Gomez, uh, the Golden Gomez Festival or some <laughs> crazy idea. I said, that sounds good, but uh, I don't want my name to be, I don't want it to be about me. I, don't, I want it to be just about the music. And, and so there was not a folk festival in existence in Red River, and... I decided let's just keep it classic, and so we call it the Red River Folk Festival. It takes place in late September every year, and uh, right when the leaves all change. And uh, we've got a website, redriverfolk.com. This year we've got, uh, let's see, we've got my buddy Joe Purdy, who is a friend of mine that I've seen perform for years now. I first saw Joe playing and singing in a little place called the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood probably 10 years ago. And uh, he's coming out to play. We got Iris Dement coming out to sing. Oh, wow. And if you, if you don't know Iris, you should. She's one of the greats and just filled with tremendous songs and, and that, that beautiful sort of unusual voice that she's got that I can't wait to hear. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's coming up in just a few weeks. Of course, when this airs, it may uh, the dust may be settling. Yeah. Well, what we'll have to do is uh, maybe next year get you and some of the other folks who are going to play and do a show just about that. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun and more than fun. I mean, especially nowadays, you know, anything that brings people together in a warm, loving, good-hearted environment where people are there to enjoy each other is a good thing. Human beings are naturally prone to getting together and having a good time. I think so, too. And, you know, the genre of music that we're performing is largely uh, considered folk music. Of course, I think folk music can be any kind of music. I think uh, Bob Marley was one hell of a folk singer who uh, sang folk songs in the reggae style, you know. But uh, in, a, in a time where our country is, is so divided and, and going through growing pains or hardships, etc., you know, our, our aim is to, to bring everyone together for a good time and to try to alleviate some of the tragedies and, and, and troubles going on. In your travels, 
what are you encountering people, situations, whatever, that is making a mark on you, inspiring you, teaching you, causing you to have feelings about what you're experiencing? What, what are some of the things that you're encountering? Well, in my travels, sometimes I cross the borders and I go to uh, Canada just about every year and I, I go to Europe some and just to perform. It's, it's a wonderful job to have. But I will say that uh, everywhere I go um, is a learning experience and you learn the different sort of zones of the country and, and, and even North America and, and what, what people are up to and, and what outlooks are. You also notice and realize that everybody is really the same in a profound sense, that we're all just going after the same things, you know, health and happiness and love and, and whatever else you might want to call it. And that, that alone can be a profound thing to sort of grasp and, and take in. So that, that seeing that everyone uh, is really cut from the same cloth, no matter the color of your skin or, or the, the color of your uh, political party or something like that. That's something that I take from, from all my travels. The other thing is, is like you said, human beings are prone to getting together and having a good time. <laughs> I see that night after night out there. That must be really nourishing for you. Yeah, it totally is. When I have time to actually participate, that's the rarity. Here's another song from the Me and Joe EP, and then we'll be back to talk with Max some more about touring and other stuff. This one's called Rule Again, and you're listening to Paradigms at paradigms.life. Time, the time's come It's underneath my, underneath my thumb Maybe I don't stand a chance, but then maybe I could So with the devil I'll dance and knock on wood mm-hmm. Yeah, if I Take the pain, take the pain from your heart And I would tear it all up, I'd tear it apart I would drown out the cries with redemption songs I'd part the truth from the lies and the right from the wrong Crown 
From his EP, Me and Joe, that's Max Gomez with the song Rule Again. And now here's the next part of my conversation with Max. Let's find out some more about his life on the road. So you've been touring recently with Sean Mullins, I believe? Yeah, I did a tour with Sean this past summer. Uh, I also toured with a gal named Mary Gaucher. I know who Mary is. She's amazing. Yeah, Mary's great. I actually called Mary up. You wouldn't believe it. I had this blank schedule on my hands, and I think I saw that Mary was doing a lot of touring or something, you know, and I saw the schedule, and and I said, man, I wonder, maybe I could go out and open some shows for her. And I reached out and, and called her up, and, and she invited me to come along. And so we did about a dozen shows on the West Coast. Mostly kind of folk clubs, folk clubs and coffee houses, and what a wonderful person she is, and someone to learn from as well. How cool. Wow. And you just called her up and said, hey, let's do this. That's also very cool. Well, I'll tell you why. I had a uh, song, you know, it's really funny. Years ago, I was working with a record company. And I played a song at like a show or something that was an old Jesse Winchester song. They had thought that I had written the song. And I thought, you guys are crazy because not only did I not write this song, but another artist on your, on your label has recorded and released this song. And he didn't write it either. Yeah, I just thought they should have known that. But they thought that maybe I wrote it and they kind of wanted to rush me in the studio to get it recorded and released. <laughs> And uh, I wound up recording it right around the time that uh, Jesse Winchester passed away, a conscientious defector uh, hiding out up in Canada who uh, was given back the privilege to come to the United States eventually in his older age. But uh, a wonderful rock star and folk singer and songwriter, um, Jesse Winchester passed away right around the time I recorded The Showman's Life. We put it on the internet, uh, I think a YouTube video, and, 
And among the comments on this video, there's one from Mary Gaucher. And she's, you know, she's uh, talking about how she really appreciates the song. And I thought, how cool is that? And, and I always knew that Mary was out there from that moment on. And, and I stayed in touch with her and, and eventually phoned her up to go on tour. There's a very organic flow to the way you seem to be doing all this. You don't sound stressed out about it. You know, you seem to be following a thread that's just going, taking you somewhere. And Well, the music's the easy part, you know. It really is, especially when you're out there touring. It's like uh, one hour per day. I got to get on stage and, you know, sing and, and talk to the crowd. And I love that. That's that's the best part about my job. But in general, the music music's the fun part, the easy part. The hard part is trying to sort out how, how do you get this record you know made and out and released and in the hands of people that want to hear it that's the challenge ahead that uh that i try to enlist some help for in that vein let's promote your new album me and joe yeah this new record me and joe is an ep which of course stands for extended play which is old 30s jargon for a short album a very important uh, lingo to know about today it's an EP and uh, I recorded it out here in Los Angeles where I am right now and um, it, the record I couldn't be more proud of it. it came out so good and so authentic the way that we recorded not to downplay our technique but we recorded the songs pretty much live. So we're in the recording studio and uh, we're recording as a live band rather than piecing it together, which is kind of the common practice these days. So this is real, live, spontaneous music captured. It's not overdubbed or re-recorded or anything. You know, the record producer... Uh, Jim Scott is his name. Well-known guy, wonderful person. Famous for making records with Tom Petty and Johnny Cash, among others. He uh, would often say, you know how long it takes to make a hit record, don't you? Three minutes, that's how long. And he would <laughs> holler at us if we were taking too long of a break or something and get us back in the studio to hurry up and you know make a record. It was a beautiful experience uh, making that record, and I, and it's out. Uh, it, it's not a year old, but it, it will be soon. And um, I'm hoping that this winter I'll be back in the studio making a new album. So that's my plan at the moment. Well, that will be great. I we'll look forward to it. Yeah, so I think I'll be in Los Angeles polishing off some new songs and trying to ready a band and a studio uh, to get these things sorted out. So, Max, you grew up in New Mexico, and right now you're in Los Angeles, and you're traveling around. What's it like bringing your music into environments that are, you know, not your usual environments, not where you're from? It's scary. 
<laughs> yeah? How so? It's it's scary to to be on a stage that uh, doesn't feel like home necessarily. Like if you're taking a show from, say, uh, Taos, New Mexico, and putting it on a stage in Hollywood, California, it, you can feel a little out of place, perhaps, and be a little nervous. But more about uh, New Mexican music and uh, what it was like kind of starting out over there. It was a perfect, a perfect place to be. I grew up there um, playing music with a fellow named Michael Hearn, who's sort of a, an Americana country singer and, and a guitar whiz. He was a sort of a regional star, and we used to play there. And all these country singers would come out. A gal named Lynn Anderson and her husband, Mentor Williams, who's a great songwriter, would come out to our shows. And, and we kind of cultivated these friendships uh, over the years there with all these wonderful songwriters. And then come out to L.A., and there's anything you can think of. All the real deal great records are being made down the street from you, and you can shake hands with just about anybody on the planet in one town, you know. You, you sew all those things together, and somehow that seems to be what I've done. And uh, you've got a hope and a dream, and, uh, you know, winging a prayer. We'll be back with the last part of my conversation with Max Gomez, but we're going to listen to some more music first. Here is a song by Mary Gaucher, who Max and I were just talking about. She's really quite an amazing performer. This one's called Falling Out of Love. Set 
A church bell tower rings your name every hour. I see your face, I touch your hair, then the ringing fades, and nobody's there. Falling out of love is a treacherous thing. With its crucible kiss and its ravaged ring, with its holy whispers, labyrinth lies, sacrilegious, hungry sighs. Let To ask, were you tethered? 
from his CD, Rule the World. That's Max Gomez with Love Will Find a Way. And before that, we listened to a song by Mary Gaucher, who Max has toured with, Falling Out of Love. And now here is the final part of my conversation with Max Gomez. Would you like to play something more for us? Sure, you bet. Uh, Let's see. Find my guitar here. Play something off me and Joe. I wish you wouldn't cry. I wish you wouldn't go. I wish we'd stay together through the rain and the wind and the snow. Real snow. Not the movie kind. The snow that falls and it keeps you all in my mind. Miles and miles may come between us. And many faces you will see. But if you love somebody, baby. If you love somebody, baby, make it me. Well, you remember the time when we very first met. Well, it burns so bright on my mind that I can't forget. And I'll never believe. Didn't think it too And that whole time you loved me And I loved you Miles and miles May come between us And many faces you will see But if you love somebody Love somebody, baby, make it me.
If you love somebody, baby, make it me. If you love somebody, baby, make it me. Thank you, Max Gomez. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Max Gomez, for being on Paradigms. And, you know, it's wonderful to encounter people who are living a life that is really an ancient, traditional life, the life of the bard, the troubadour, the, the traveling musician and storyteller. And that's what Max is doing. It's, it's very cool, and I think he'll have a very interesting life doing it, as so many others have before him. So thank you, Max, and thank you for the great music. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed Max Gomez and his music. And you can check him out on his website, maxgomezmusic.com. You can also check out the Red River Folk Festival at redriverfolk.com. And while this year's festival has come and gone, next year's has not. This episode of Paradigms is archived, along with all the others, at the Paradigms website, paradigms.life where you can listen to the podcast again. You can find all the archived episodes, along with links to our guests and other cool information. You can also find that archive in iTunes under podcasts, which makes it very easy to listen again and to share the episode with friends. If you enjoyed listening to Max Gomez, we're giving away a Max Gomez CD. For more information about that giveaway, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash paradigmsbz and you can find out how you could win this wonderful cd i have it in my hands right now we'll be back next time with more inspired inspiring people my guest on the next episode of paradigms is stefan saeed who will be talking about his music and a docuseries project he's making called this is borderless so until then i'm going to leave you with one more song from max gomez's ep me and joe This one's called Sweet Cruel World. Baruch signing off for Paradigms. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Be well and be kind.
you love him too You know someday baby You trade him for someone new been listening to Paradigms at paradigms.life.